So we used to have like a an intro thing, but I just thought it was too cheesy, and so <laughs> we're recording now. Awesome. So we're Let's just going to get right into it. So uh, thanks for coming, Tyler. Certainly. Appreciate it, man. We got, uh, we got a little bit of Angels and Envy here, thank, courtesy of Andy Jones at Michael Best. <laughs> so Cheers. <laughs> cheers, man. Thanks for coming. So uh, tell us uh, who you are and what your story is and how you got to, to where you are now. Um, so my name is Tyler Newman. Uh, I am the president and CEO of BASE, which is Business Alliance for a Sound Economy. Um, it's a regional business advocacy organization. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been in Wilmington since 2007. I moved from Atlanta. Um, I grew up in New Bern, went to school in Chapel Hill. Oh, cool. Um, I worked a lot in sports in college. I worked in the athletic department at Carolina. I worked in the athletic department at Penn State after I graduated from Carolina. I worked at Pinehurst for a couple of summers doing golf stuff. Um, But I have a political science background. My degree is in political science. Got it. Um, So I transitioned into lobbying and government affairs when I got to Atlanta um, in 2001. So I've been doing advocacy, government affairs for basically the last 20 something years. Um, the opportunity to come back to Wilmington and do what I do in Southeastern North Carolina was a, was a draw for me. Yeah. Um, we talk a lot about the, the region and trying to grow our younger workforce. And you yeah. know, I, I, I did that, right? So, I mean, I was a 20 something year old person that wanted to move back, but it was the, are there the jobs there? Is there the infrastructure there for me and my wife to come back and both have um, thriving jobs and be able to live at the coast um, so to have done that kind of makes me appreciate what I do now, you know, making sure we've got the infrastructure pieces in place where other people can do that and we can continue to grow our economy and grow the region, um, so that we can live here full time. Yeah. I mean, it's a hell of a place to be able to work and live. And we'll, we definitely got to give, uh, Natalie in the chamber a shout out for the NC, uh, career coast in right. the, I, in the I new worked, website. I worked that in the first five yeah, minutes. Yeah, you worked that in the first couple minutes. So that's awesome. So you were, so you're originally from New Bern? Yeah, I grew, I, we grew up, um, my father ran YMCA's, so we moved okay. all around the Southeast. I lived okay. in Virginia and Louisiana and South Carolina. I oh, went wow. to middle school and high school in New Bern. So I claim New Bern as my awesome. you know, hometown. I lived there the majority of my formative years. That's awesome. I, I have a kind of similar background where my dad was in sales and we lived, I was, you know, born in DC. Then we lived in California and then back to Maryland. And then I ultimately found my way down here to Wilmington, right. to UNCW. But everybody asked me, like when I tell them I moved it out, they're like, was your dad in the military? Right. I was like, no, he's just in sales. That, it, it, it's, it, it's really similar for me, but yeah. you know, I, I think it's kind of being able to go to a new school and make, have to make new friends and be the new person and have yeah. to talk to people and figure out ways to connect with people or um, find something in common. Um, I, you know, it's something that's a tool that I use every day. Absolutely. Man. Um, by How, the same token, you know, I'm glad that we can live in Wilmington and stay in Wilmington I and my you. grow, you know, my kids can grow up in Wilmington in the same spot and have the same friends for whatever the entire lifetime. What would you say the hardest, like most difficult move like was like in what time was that in your life? Would you say? Um, hmm. I mean, I think it was a transition from college to after college. Um, just because, you know, I, I was, you have a political science degree and then it's kind of what next in, yeah. in the two, 2000, 2001 economy. And, you know, I had a job in Atlanta, um, working for a TV show on CNBC about golf 
and we had a major bank as one of our sponsors and we mm -hmm. premiered right before September 11th and then oh, the bank yeah. pulled out. So then I had, you know, it was find another job living in Atlanta, mm -hmm. you know, as a young professional. Um, so I had to actually lean on my political science degree to find, to transition from sports, which is what I'd done for years into actually, you know, doing lobbying and government affairs. Yeah. So. so then, so then from Atlanta then to Wilmington, like how did, was that the, so you, you went from Atlanta straight to Wilmington Yeah. and then so like, how, how did that, how'd you find Wilmington or like how, it, how it was, that? it was kind of the, you know, would I like to live in New Bern or, you know, move back to New Bern? Absolutely. But Wilmington is more, you know, has more commercial opportunity, right, more, exactly. more jobs realistically. Um, it's not a shot at New Bern, but you know, the, yeah, yeah, the, this is the largest city in coastal North Carolina. Yep. And it was, you know, at, at that point in time, it was, I was driving an hour each way from our house to the office. Mm -hmm. um, so is that sustainable once you have kids? Yeah, and, two and, hours right. a day in the car. I mean, right. and so many people do that. Right. Like, we're so lucky. It's like... <laughs> yes. I have no interest in ever doing that no. again. No. I, I'd much prefer, you know, now it's, I drive to Raleigh. You know, I can get up in the morning, drop my kids off at school, drive to Raleigh for a legislative committee meeting, yeah. do what I need to do there, and then come back home. Yeah. Which is, you know, I'm in the car, but I can do work at the same time. Um, and really kind of get things done versus just sitting in traffic trying to get to the office. Oh my gosh. It's, it's a quality of life issue. Um, you know, and I'd like to think that we made an awesome decision, you know, to get out of Atlanta when we did and move here and set, set down roots and, um, yeah. grow our family here and grow careers here. And be, to be able to do that is, is a blessing for sure. Yeah. How many, uh, how many kids do you we have? We have two. They're eight and 10. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. So it's, um, a lot of hammerhead soccer at our house a couple yeah. days a week nice. and um, some golf and piano lessons and all that. But it's juggling, you know, the ability to be able to do my job and to help them out and pick them up from school on occasion or drop them off at school almost every day and see them and, you know, just be able to live around here. It's amazing. Is, man. It's super great. They're super lucky to have that. I mean, growing up and, and this is not a, and nothing against you know like the way I was raised but you know my, my dad worked extremely hard you know like we didn't he didn't come from any we didn't have any legacy right like right. you know like um, he worked extremely hard and you know never you know I never he never dropped me off at school never picked me up but but it was because he would, you know he was traveling a lot right. that's what you do as a, as a salesman and um no, it's just, it's cool that you're able to do that for your kids. And it, it, it's intentional though, right? Yeah. Like it, it is something that I want to do and I want, want to be able to be there for them. Um, you, you got a finite amount of time when they're in the house and then you got to let them go do their thing. So yeah, exactly. I, I like spending time with them. You know, there's like, um, I saw a quote and I'm, I don't know exactly, but it was like, you know, you used to like, by the time your kid is 18, you'll have spent like 90% of your time or I don't know, it's something like crazy right. like that. Like you have 90% of the time you're going to spend with your kid throughout their life is like right. by the time they're 18. Cause then they're out and off and it's, that's right. That's crazy. Well, I mean, you understand that now, right? I know, I, it's, I, it's, it goes, it all hits home a it, lot. It, it goes now. really fast. I mean, it goes really fast from, you know, I, I remember moving to town and, you know, I could surf before work or surf before riding a Raleigh for the day. Yeah. And, that, and that, then it's, you know, I'm dropping kids off at school before <laughs> yeah, I get exactly. around. Um, so there's some transitions. But again, it's the ability to live here and be able to contribute to the community and um, raise my family and, you know, do some of the cool stuff we do. You know, I, I don't think people fully understand how awesome it is to live 
in Wilmington. No, I know. All day, every day. And like part of me is like, yeah, I kind of want to keep it a secret, but uh, but no, I mean, it's so much better well, for the community. I, I, I'm of the opinion that we need people to younger people to continue to move here, right? Like I think yeah. the, the chambers, it can't be a retirement right? The chambers um, talent initiative is important to draw folks, you know, like myself from 2007 to move, to move here. Um, when I did at 29, mm-hmm. um, because it's going to take that, we need that balance in the economy. If we get too top heavy and everybody is 65, 75, whatever, you know, then, then we really are, you know, everybody's like, we don't want to be Myrtle Beach. Well, all right, well, that, that's how you get there. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, exactly. don't, you, you, don't, you don't have that workforce. And, and yep. certainly, you know, I, anybody that wants to come down here, I think that's great. But I think we really got to focus on drawing that, continue to draw yeah. young talent. So, I mean, that's a great segue. So, like, let, so w- the work that you do at, with BASE, mm-hmm. like how, first, before we get it, because I, I want to talk about, like, the work that you're doing to, like, help that initiative. But tell us, like, a, li- tell a little bit more, like, what is BASE? What do you guys do? What is the mission and the vision of so, BASE? So, BASE is an advocacy organization. Um, we're really one of one um, in that we are, we've got, advocacy partnerships with a number of different associations, several different realtor organizations, Wilmington Business Development, mm-hmm. the Wilmington Chamber of Commerce. Yep. And then we've got about 50 different um, business members, community business members, um, banks, attorneys, um, traditional real estate companies, folks like Live Oak Bank and Corning, um, people like that. And you know, the deal is I'm not going to go to the planning board and speak on behalf of your project at a rezoning. I'm really focused proactively on kind of the big pieces that uh, enable us to grow, the infrastructure pieces that enable us to grow. So it's, you know, I wrote a letter supporting the $200 million grant for a new Cape Fear Memorial Bridge and working on um, sand out at Wrightsville Beach and trying to get Brunswick County back into the Wilmington MSA or homeowners insurance or some of these big things that, that, you know, are consolidation of infrastructure, Mm -hmm. water and sewer, where it goes. Um, you know, cause we need the jobs to come here, but the people have to have somewhere to live right. and they've got to be able to get from where they live to their job. And so that it's, that's the water and sewer piece and that's the transportation piece. So I do a lot of local lobbying, a local yeah. city council, county commission. Um, I go to Raleigh several times a week when the general Assembly's in session, mm-hmm. I go to DC probably quarterly, depending on what's going on. Um, but I get to work inside the chamber silo, you yeah. know, speak at their board meeting and yeah. go to their public policy committee meeting and same thing in the realtor silo and the home builder silo. And then we've got just our, our group of business members and mm-hmm. getting feedback from them. You know, what, what are you hearing? What are your employees seeing? What can we do to help to try to move the region forward? Yeah. And I'm focused from, let's say Swansboro to Sunset Beach, kind of this, the, the four coastal counties mainly. So Pender, Onslow, New Hanover and Brunswick, um, really just trying to facilitate growth and investment, That's make awesome. it so when somebody comes here, so, you know, people have to want to come here to invest, to build right. their business, to <clears throat> move here, whatever it is, or to grow, you know, the, the unicorn businesses that we've had in our community are the ones that started with one, two, three employees and now have a thousand, right? Yeah. Like the, those, the ones that you could name off the top of your head, all, mm-hmm. all did started here and grew here. That's awesome. And, um, I think trying to focus on, you know, the next one of those. So we have the kind of raw materials in place so somebody can come here and blow it up and go. That's awesome. Man, I don't I don't know why, but 
I've always associated lobbying and politics as like a dirty word. Yeah, don't, I mean, don't tell my mom. <laughs> That's what I do. No, but I, no, I, I, I think, but, but but I say that because what you just explained is the complete opposite right. of what my like you know predisposition of politics right. is. And there, are, and unfortunately, you know, there's some bad actors out there, right? But that's everywhere. But what you just described is like, I mean, that's that's awesome. Like you're doing such good work. You know, I that's I, I try. I make connections. I provide information to folks. I, that, like that. That's kind of what I do. That's my corner of the lobbying world. You know, yeah. I'm not. There are people that are at the General Assembly every day, and they've got their list of clients, and they're hitting folks coming in and out of meet, committee meetings and doing that grind, and I, that really doesn't appeal to yeah. me a whole lot, which is why I live in Wilmington and not yeah. in Raleigh. Like, I like yeah. being able to go and see our three or four people or talk to them about what we need or what we have going on and then turn around and get in the car and buzz yeah. back home. Um, you know, but just trying to be thoughtful about what we need as a region and trying to be proactive um, – is really kind of what we're focused on. Yeah. Now I saw you, I, I think it was at, it was a couple weeks ago when the, we had the, uh, the city council at Sir, at Sir Tyler. Yeah. And I, I remember I walked in and you had like raccoon eyes. Like I could tell you've been fishing or like on the beach or something. I was like, you know what? Like that's pretty cool. You know, you know, I, I just was like, yeah, this guy definitely enjoys life for sure. <laughs> I like to spend time outside. Heck yeah. Um, uh, you know, I like to ride my fat bike. My son likes to go fishing and play golf yeah. a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, I like to go surf when we have waves and when yeah. I can fit it into my schedule with yeah. everything else. I mean, I, I, I like being outside. And yeah. the fact that, you know, it was cold today, it's whatever, 50-something degrees outside, and people are still outside running and yeah. doing their thing. I'll be yeah. out in the morning. I, I run with a group a couple times a week early. Nice. Five thirty, five o'clock. Um, so it's going to be a little frosty in the morning, but yeah. you know, it, it's, it's kind of fun sometimes. Max, it's like some, some, the, the elements, you know, it makes you feel alive, but you're outside, right? Yeah. And, and it's a great way to start your day. I can go, go for a run, go shower, take my kids to school, yeah. you know, be at my desk on the days that I sit at my desk at seven thirty. Yeah. So it's good. Yeah. Or be up in Raleigh and it's cool that you could just kind of like have that, like, separation of you know like i do what i like i, I enjoy life but then i could go be at the general assembly and oh, like you know i absolutely burn the candle at both yeah. ends you know and i've been you know i've told the story before but you know sitting in raleigh at a committee meeting after surfing in the morning and you know like yeah, pulling sand out yeah, of my no, ears that's the coolest, the best, but you know which the best feeling. totally fine yeah. it makes it absolutely worth it man i uh my wife and I, we lived in Europe for a couple of years. I was doing an expat uh, deal. And we uh, our first stop was in uh, Switzerland, in Zurich. Mm-hmm. And we would have, uh, and, you know, I was working in corporate finance, suit and tie, like Swiss, you know, like, it was like my old, like my version of Wall Street job, right. kind of. And uh, we would go, we were there during the winter. We would go skiing every weekend in the Swiss Alps. And there'd be a couple of days where you get like a super good bluebird Sunday, and you'd have I'd have like a just a huge goggle tan, you know, my face would be like sunburned, and I go into like the meeting on Monday, and I'm sitting there just like completely sunburned with like the goggle tan, and just like not thinking about work. I was still thinking about like skiing the day before and stuff, but but truly that's the kind of the business vibe around here, right? Yeah. Like like on. Yeah. When I started working at the Home Builders Association, excuse me, in 2007, they closed the office at one o'clock on Fridays, every Friday year round. 
because the, so many of the builders, like they were going to be fishing or hunting or doing whatever they yeah, did exactly. on Friday afternoon. So having the office open was entirely pointless. Um, so, you know, and, and that's really continued, you know, that that's how it is. I don't want to tell secrets, but I mean, like, no, <laughs> no, I'm so glad. I mean, that's like a, like a rule, we, not a rule, but it's like, we're done here at noon on Friday. Like same deal. It's like, and that's kind of part of like, you know, the, the culture of like retaining and attracting good employees is like, it's more than just money. Right. Right. You know, it's about the lifestyle. It's about the culture. And, you know, I'm, I'm just a real person, just like you are. And I would much rather be on the boat or surfing or doing something, but you know, let's get the work done and then let's go have fun. But by the same token, my phone is in my pocket. My watch rings and and if somebody calls me whether it's an elected official or a manager of one of the towns or one of our members i'm going to answer it my kids know that you know (laughs) cut it out yeah exactly (laughs) i've got to take this call and it may be friday afternoon you know something gets shut down job site gets shut down five o'clock friday afternoon and somebody's looking for somebody to call my phone rings frequently and then it's trying to all right I may have to stand up from dinner and go outside and try yeah. to sort this out. Um, but it's what I like to do and I like yeah. to be able to help out and in a position to help out. Um, and people trust me to do that. Um, but you know, it is in, in this era with your phone that the, the ability to text somebody at a meeting is good, but yeah. by the same token, when things start going bad, like, you know, you're, you're accountable then also. Yeah. It's a double edged. That's right. For sure. Yeah. But, but it, it, it makes things more efficient. Yeah. Um, so what, like, what right now, I mean, you know, we've talked a lot about the, you know, kind of the economic development, the talent attraction here in Wilmington, but what would be like the, like the top, if you can, if there is like a top priority, like number one, you know, item that you're working on at the moment? Uh, I mean, I think it's replacement of the Cape Fear Memorial Bridge. Okay. Um, I just came from a meeting where they were talking about, you know, potentially thinking about the financial impacts of a toll if it were a toll worth two dollars what that would mean to how how that bridge replacement would score versus other projects in the state if it were one dollar um could we get a 400 million dollar grant to go towards it you know replacing that bridge is critically important to us and i think it's going to come home over the next probably four to six months they're going to have to do some enhancements to the deck on the bridge. And once it starts shutting down and people have to start going around and trucks from the port have to start going around, I think people are going to understand how important it is that, that we have a functional crossing yeah. there and, and how we really got to get it replaced. So I think that infrastructure piece is number one. Um, you know, I, I think just the, the workforce and talent thing, um, making sure folks have somewhere to live, making sure that we, continue to grow, diversify our economic base. Um, you know, we've got so much industrial land and water and sewer up the 421 corridor. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, if we can continue to draw major employers up that way, or Brunswick County just announced 500 jobs um, out on 74, 76. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also, you know, we've got kids like yourself that, I say kids, but you know, you came <laughs> I here. <appreciate> that. Yeah, <laughs> you came here to go to college, right, at UNCW, yeah, yeah. and wanted to stay. Yep. And, and I want to retain as many of those people as we can, right? Yep. Like that, you've won half the battle if you've gotten somebody here, but they've got to have a job on the back end. Yeah. So whether it's a fintech hub or you know some of the other big companies in town that are hiring, making sure that they've got talent coming in, um, and then also, also, you know, we've got Novant. 
and the healthcare system that we have and with, you know, our region aging in the way that it is, healthcare is healthcare um, provision is going to become so much more important. So make yeah. sure we've got nurses and I know the chamber and the schools are working on community college are working on programs that can kind of fill that gap. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it's all of those things. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, an interesting point about the bridge. I mean, it's, there's a saying that I've like gotten from like lean management is you put the, you put the, um, you put the, uh, the, I'm sorry, you put the, um, what is it? You put the, uh, the pain, put the pain where the problem is, right? So we're about to feel, we're about to be long on pain. Yeah. We're like, about to be uh, feeling a lot of pain. Right. And, and so, but it's the other, you know, you think about the people that come back and forth across that bridge every day, maybe uh-huh. going up third street and have to go to Isabel Holmes or having to go farther up 140. Yeah. Um, you know, because I, you know, I travel, I was in Brunswick County three days this week already. Mm-hmm. You know, I go across the bridge almost as much as anybody. Yep. Um, so, you know, maybe I'll just go down to Southport, take the, or go to Fort Fisher, take the ferry. That's not a bad commute to work, I shouldn't man. have said that, um, <laughs> but uh, I may, I may fire that up. Um, just trying to be thoughtful about when I go and how I go. Um, yeah. you know, I keep asking for a helicopter. I haven't gotten one yet. <laughs> um, so, but you know, but, but that ties back to, you know, Part of what I do is, you know, I talked about my phone and being able to do things, um, not, not virtually, but being tied in. You also got to be there, right? I, I have to go to the city council meeting. I need to go to the planning commission meetings. I need to go to Raleigh, even if I'm just there for 30 minutes. Know. You know, the, the offhand conversation you can have with somebody, you know, as you're passing each other in the hallway or, you know, standing in the back of the room, somebody leans over and, you know, your day can totally change and it, it, it's super valuable to, to show up and be there no. and, and, and talk to folks. Man, I, that is really kind of how I started what I was doing is, you know, I had this, you know, I wouldn't say I had like a grand idea, but what I, I knew what I needed to do was to rebrand myself. And I went to every possible like networking event that I could possibly go to and every time I would come home, I would just be like, if I didn't go to that, like, it's just crazy just being there. You never know who you're going to meet or who knows somebody and where that opportunity leads. And it's, and, it's and Wilmington is a small community, I know, I know right? right? So be nice to people, be yourself, yeah. be nice to people. Yeah, exactly. Small community. Um, but, you know, just showing up and, you know, I, I was talking to somebody the other day and they were saying that when they went to college, their dad told them, you know, meet as many people as you can, introduce yourself to them, and be nice to them. Yeah, pretty good advice. <laughs> which, which is yeah. basic information, but when you yeah. think about it, you're like, oh, that's probably something to do. Yeah. Um, so that, that kind of resonated with me. And, and also, like, you know, if you, like, showing up is, you're already better than about 50% of, of, of a lot of service <laughs> right, firms. Right, yeah. Um, you know, returning phone calls, answering emails within, a, you know, a reasonable time period, and then just saying, like, doing what you say you're going to do when you say you're going to do it, better than 90% of the competition out there. Well, to circle back to something you said, though, on the lobbying front, you know, the traditional thought when people say lobbyist, whatever, 
you know, in, in my mind, it's about my integrity and my ability to accurately convey information. I need mm-hmm. people to trust me. I need my members to trust me. I need the elected officials to trust me or the planning yeah. board. So when I get up and say something, they understand that I'm telling the truth and it's fact-based and that, that it's not just an, Tyler's opinion. Here's Tyler's opinion. No, yeah. it, that, this is what the state law says you can do. This is what you can't do. This is what you should do. This is what we support and, and try to drive the conversation that way by being honest and thoughtful and um you know the integrity piece is huge with me just because people have to be willing to pick up the phone when i call them yeah (laughs) you know like like, that's a huge part of it is if i don't have entree to somebody's office or if you know so-and-so won't call me back that's makes it really difficult for me to do my job yeah exactly so what would you say i mean what would you say has been one of like the the hurdles or struggles or like hardest parts of like building the reputation or building that integrity, building that trust? Well, so I, I'm a, I'm a one man show, right? So we employee yeah, <laughs> employee exactly. number one, yeah. one of one. Um, so, but I, I think it's the juggling. It, it's juggling all the things that I have to do, right? I have the association side of what I do, mm-hmm. like helping out the associations that I work for, going to the chamber board meeting, going to the Brunswick Realtors meeting yep. and, and running their meeting or going to the North Carolina Realtors conference in Greensboro and like that yep. to make, you know, um, doing those things. But then I've got to go out and do my, the advocacy piece of my job. But then there's also just the back end running a business part, right? Sending yeah. out invoices and the, the, just yeah. the management part of it. Um, that takes up a lot of my time. Um, I enjoy it because, you know, every day of, of, is absolutely different. What I, what I think is going to be today or tomorrow doesn't end up being what it is. The phone will ring and I'll end up shooting off somewhere else. But being able to carve out the time to sit at my desk, to knock out whatever I need to knock out for the day and then go um, is something just having that what, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, returning a phone call, answering a phone call as soon as it comes in. Yep. And turn around and go and, and being responsive to people, I think has been, you know, something I've really tried to focus on. Yeah. That's really important. Well, so what is the, um, what is the report? Like how does the board of base drive kind of like the initiatives or the work that you do? So we've got a board and an executive committee. Okay. Um, and it's a mixture of the folks on our board, um, it's a mixture of some of the associations that are partners of ours to get appointments to our board. Um, and then the, the chairman makes some picks annually. Um, so it, it's really guidance from them. You know, it's working with, you know, I kind of know what the chamber's priorities are, their right. public policy priorities are. I know what the realtors' priorities are. Um, I know what my board's priorities are and trying to make sure we can – you know, if I can put the same phrase, if everybody's working on the same thing and we can get everybody's pirate ship kind of pointed in the same direction, yeah. that helps me. So, yeah. cause we're, I'm saying the same thing to each group. Right. Um, and, and the base board and the base executive committee kind of helped me set kind of the direction of where, where we need to go. Yeah. Got it. That makes sense. Um, we've been talking, you know, a good, a bit about like the local and like the mic, you know, kind of like the micro, you know, economy and politics, but you know, we're coming up on like presidential elections and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And, you know, I just, I can't remember a time where I would like, I actually, there was a presidential candidate that I was like actually excited to vote about. Mm-hmm. It's always like, it's like, it's always like, 
all right, it looks like I'm voting for like the least worst option. Right. I mean, that's just my opinion. Right. Um, but so like, you know, how does, how does what we do here in Wilmington, for example, like flow up to like actually getting some decent presidential candidates to vote for? I'm going <laughs> to answer that in a different way. And, and it's this way. Um, I have trouble getting people to be willing to be appointed to boards, local boards and commissions, okay. people that we know. Like, hey, will you be on this board? Eh. Or my employer won't let me or whatever. Okay. And, and Or unwillingness to do it. Or people unwilling to run for county commission or city council. Um, or people unwilling to run for state house. So the, the bigger the job gets, you know, if, if, if I can't get you to be willing to run for county commission where you can live in town and have to go to right. – couple right. meetings a week, um, then you're probably not going to have the time or ability to be in D.C. Right. several days a week, flying up and back. Um, so I, I think that just the just the time commitment involved in serving in some of these roles, I think, is what kind of gives you what you get. Yeah. Um, that's not a shot at anybody. That's just, no, it's I just mean, the reality, the, the reality right? of the people that can spend the time to be up there multiple days a week or take the time out. Um, you know, one of the folks that I'm friends with that was a legislator um, had to put his business basically he pretty much took a leave of absence from his job so he could go serve in the General Assembly mm-hmm. um, but he was one of the few younger people up there at the time and it was great because he understood you know both our community and the business community and was able to speak differently than some of the other folks in office um, but he wasn't wasn't able to balance you know his home stuff and his business stuff and his legislative stuff yeah it's a it's a giant the the commitment that people make and the sacrifice that people make that run for office and get elected it i don't think anybody not republican or democrat i don't think anybody understands yeah how stressful that is no i'm I'm glad you i'm glad you say that because that that does kind of change my perspective a little bit you know because really i mean these people aren't getting compensated much not if, substantially, if any, right. right? Like not enough. They're, they're, like, they're putting themselves out there. Yeah, and, and you know these days, with social media and everything else, <laughs> you, there, there's man, you're a, just a target. That you're absolutely a target. And do, you're, the question is, do you want to do that? Yeah. Do you want to subject your family to that? Do you want to subject potentially your employer to that? Mm-hmm. And so once you start crossing people reasons why not, then you're the people that are willing to do it. God bless them, but yeah. It, it's not really a lot. Yeah. So, I mean, my, I would argue that we need to support and thank everybody that's willing to run for office. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because absolutely. We, we need them, you know, based on our formal government, we've got to have those folks there. Um, mm-hmm. So supporting the folks that are willing to run or, you know, if I, I'll, my standard call is if, <laughs> if you want to be appointed to a board or commission or you're willing to do that, you know, our government sends stuff out all the time about looking for volunteers and looking mm-hmm. for people to get appointed. Um, if you're interested in that, let me know. And we'd love to plug in because I, I know that a lot of local governments are looking for folks yeah. or, or state appointments or whatever else. No, that's that's really cool. I mean, I, I've never I've always just kind of like buried my he- head in the sand when it comes to politics. Just I mean, again, it's not it's not a good thing. Like it's right. it's actually a bad thing. And now that I've, you know, have, you know, I've gotten so much more involved with business. It's like, you know okay, this stuff is actually important, you know? And, and like, you know, we, it's crazy to think like, you know, we actually have an input 
on on what happens. Right. But if nobody if nobody cares or if you know nobody you know takes the time to even give the input, then it's just it's just you're running in circles. There's a lot of times that I'll go to a government meeting and I'm the only non-government person there. Yeah, which is fine. But yeah. it, I mean, it's literally my job to be there. But right. and, and on behalf of you know kind of our region and the business community, but it happens all the time. Um, so. You know, it's important to me to make sure that we have a voice in the room or understand what's going on and trying to be strategic and thoughtful about that. Um, but I think involvement is so huge. Yeah. Um, you know, a handful of people can make a decision that positively or negatively impacts people for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it's incumbent on us to make sure that we encourage people to run and encourage people to serve and encourage people to participate and then communicate with them about kind of what we need as a community or we need as a business community or, you know, to, to make sure we're all heading in the right direction. Yeah, yeah definitely. It's a necessary evil. No. Nah. I mean, it's part of the process. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, like, to, to that point, like, what would be, you know, to, to, like, how do we, how do we get, I don't know, like, how do we, we're not trying to solve the world's <laughs> yeah, problems well, here today, but. You need to hand me that bottle right there. Well, no, no, I'm good. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we got to figure that out. But, I mean, you know, like, what, do, I mean, like, what, what do we do to, to, like, you know, get people to do that like how do we how do we well I, I mean i think so some of it is taking some of the burden off right like i know that city council if you're elected to city council then you've got to serve on a bunch of different commissions and so part of the discussion was can we minimize the number of different boards and commissions around town that a city council person has to serve on mm -hmm. so you're 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 on the city council and you're you get appointed to the planning organization that talks about transportation and somebody might be on the parks committee and just like overseeing and they need that, but that takes away their time to do their job or see their family or anything else. Right. Exactly. Um, so I, I just think being more thoughtful about how um, elected officials time is allocated, but that's really, a you know, that's super way in the weeds. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but also just getting people willing to run and supporting people that are willing to run and identifying people that would be good. Mm -hmm. They're willing to do it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we've got a we've got so much opportunity here in Wilmington to do a lot of a lot of great stuff, and you know, I think that I mean, my opinion is the the finally starting to pay more attention and go to some of the you know some of the events where I get to meet the candidates running for city council, or you know, even like sit next to a county commissioner at a at a board meeting and like just get to know them as a person. You know, had Dane on the podcast right. a couple of weeks ago. Did you get to ask questions or he just talked all the time? <laughs> he went for it. Yeah. We were laughing. He he just started, and I mean, he was perfect. I was just we were sitting there and just having a good time. But, but he's the t he's the he and Luke Waddell were kind of the people I had in mind when I just answered the last yeah. ten minutes of questions. Yeah, like, those two younger guys with kids and families and jobs and all that stuff. And I think about how how often I see them, and yeah. you know, and they've got full time jobs. They've got full time jobs, and you know, I I'll, I'll be at a city council meeting, and you know, kind of. Get, give Luke the high sign and walk out at like yeah. seven thirty, and I know he's there later, yeah. right? So you know, the, just the grind of that. Yeah. Um, but I truly appreciate their willingness to do it. Yeah. No, but so so I mean, I think that like you know, using those two guys as example, and they're you know, and we've we've got some we've got some good folks that are right. that are getting involved. I mean, right. really good folks. And when I for the city council, you know, there's some really young some really young folks like Dave, David Joyner. Right. I think he said he was 29 years right. old or something. Yeah, that's it's awesome. awesome. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and but it, it's going to take that, right? The exactly. willingness to get involved and participate.
but we've got so many exciting things going on in our community. Yeah. You know, like really cool stuff downtown and really yeah. cool opportunities moving forward, whether it's, you know, expanding the gateway to the north or things around Live Oak Bank or whatever happens on the West Bank, the development on that side potentially. Um, you know, we've got really cool stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I worked for the city as the city's lobbyist for a couple of years. Okay. Um, and like through base or no, directly? I, I, was, for- I was a city employee. Okay. Um, as, what time period was that? Uh, 2010, 2012, maybe. Cool. All right. Um, so, but one of the, you know, I got, ta- I worked in the city manager's office and got tasked with other duties as assigned. Yeah. Um, at that point in time, you know, I got, there was, it was kind of the really beginning stages of some of the breweries that were in town. And so I got sent to Asheville to go tour their breweries nice, and figure out what the city did to encourage that type of investment. Mm-hmm. So we went to Wicked Weed and hung out with those guys, yep. like stood there with them while they were making beer. And we were talking about, you know, why, why are you here? Why did you buy this building? What could Asheville have done to make it easier? Like thinking about just the small business piece of that. And we, I went with their economic development person to I don't know, 10, 12 different breweries in Asheville to talk to the folks and see what they had going on yeah. and then bring that back here as part of the city's brewery initiative, which is obviously... I love it. It's, it's, it's <laughs> been awesome, man. I mean, I was in, you know, I was, I walked in the office one day and they were like, hey, some people are here to see you. And I was like, okay. And it was John and Michelle from Wilmington Brewing. They were just, they had heard that I was working on it and they came and showed up and like oh, we cool. sat there and just talked about beer and their business. And, but it was less about the beer part and more about the small business part and how, mm-hmm. you know, it's really an, a Wilmington export, right? Like Tropical Lightning is something that done a hell of a a, job. everybody knows yeah. what it is. Yeah. And, and, it, and it's kind of, it's one of our things that's not picking winners and losers for beers. It's just my favorite. Um, but, you know, that, that is, we're kind of iconic for that. And it's something that people come here and seek out. And, um, you know, it's a small business that's gotten to be. You know, they own multiple properties now. Yep. And it, it's just really cool to see some of that stuff grow. And that, I think, but again, that's the type of cool stuff that, um, you know, Charlotte's been really good at. Some of the yep. breweries that they have, some of the economic development around that. Mm-hmm. But we've got to balance that with, you know, the other major employers and all the other things that go on and p- places for people to live. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's, so I, I moved down here to go to UNCW in 2007 and met my wife here and we both were like we want to make you know like we want to live here like right. we want wilmington to be our home and i didn't realize it and it was really tough but i actually had to move away from wilmington to ultimately come back and i'm sure there might have been a different path you know you never know right. but you know like you know i graduated and you know wanted to i had you know goals right i wanted to you know achieve stuff and at that time in 2011 2012 you know, you had PPD, Corning. Right. Like, the, I don't know if Live Oak was around then. Maybe it was just starting. But, like, you know, you didn't have, like, a lot of the big employers that we do now. Right. So it's, like, a completely different landscape. But, you know, coming back and, and now, you know, moved and lived in Raleigh for three years. And then we lived in Europe for three years. And then we came back in 2018. And, like, when we came back, I was like, this place is completely different. Like, this is, this it's, is it's, awesome. It's been fat, But... I mean, I, I reflect back on moving here from Atlanta. We moved because I had a job. Um, my wife was working at, she worked in advertising at mm-hmm. some of the big Atlanta advertising firms. Yep. Um, she worked in-house doing advertising at Home Depot, and then we moved here. And <laughs> the, 
there are no advertising agencies in Wilmington at that time. Yeah. Um, so she had to totally transition careers. You know, the, at that time, it was the, the trailing spouse problem was the one that we had. You could have one right. good job, but finding right. two was extremely difficult. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I try to always be thoughtful of that when we're, you know, we, we need all the jobs we can get. That's right. Um, we need all the housing we can get. We need mm-hmm. the infrastructure to support it. Um, I haven't really talked about schools, but, you know, our schools are such a huge, huge, huge part of what we have going on. Um, I think some of them were um, got awards recently for being tops in the state, awesome. which is really cool. Um, so the things that our school system is doing um, and the schools that we have, the education infrastructure that we have, just continuing to invest in that. Yeah. Um, using the endowment, the community endowment, that's something that... Yeah, that's a really special thing that we have that a lot of places don't. People don't understand the scope and scale and how, you yeah. know, life-changing that's going to be to so many people. Absolutely. And it's so, it's so cool. And, and once they start, you know, really rolling out some of the investments, you know, it's transformational investment over, over decades. And it's yeah. going to be great. Yeah. It, uh, the schools, you know, one thing I, when I was like in elementary school, I remember having a conversation with my parents and I don't know how it came up, but like that was when I first learned how poorly teachers are paid. Mm-hmm. And I remember as like a young kid, that's like, you know, like, you know, like how, like it, it didn't make sense to me. I was like, why do, you know, teachers are in charge of educating the net, the future. Right. Like why, why are they paid terribly and why right. in, in it's a systemic, I mean, again, yeah, it's, 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 but it's super issue, complex because it's, it's very, a, it's a county county, issue it's a state issue you know there, there are different levels that go into yeah. teacher payment and and how we fund our schools um but again it's getting folks elected that understand that and right, have an exactly. appreciation for it and are willing to you know spend money to continue to support it yeah so how does uh, small business development play into all the stuff that we that we you know because I, ha- I have this romantic idea that you know, small business development can solve a lot of the socioeconomic problems that we have. You know, it's the the adage of like, you give someone food, you feed them for a day, but you teach someone to farm, mm-hmm. you know, you f- feed them for a lifetime or right. something like that. So I, I can just tell you like my, my small little segment of that is I work every day in the advocacy arena to try to set up our region to facilitate growth and investment mm-hmm. so that somebody can come here move here and start a business and grow, you know, I grow it to the next big thing. Um, I won't, but people have to, A, want to come here, right? Mm-hmm. And then B, have to have somewhere to live and work and be able to get around and be able to have places for their employees to live and work. And so set, setting up, so we have a predictable system that projects can get through the process and get approved, whether it's a building right. um, or, you know, whatever. Um that, that's kind of my, 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 my piece of the puzzle. Yeah. Um, just making sure that we've got the ecosystem to facilitate growth. And, and we're focused on that uh, as kind of the North Star, right? We need mm-hmm. to continue to grow. People are coming here. The question is how we deal with it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, so, uh, you know, if people want to get involved with base or involved in some of this advocacy, mm-hmm. like, you know, how do, what's a good way for people to get in contact with you? How can we find you? Come, come not find you at the, yeah, at the yeah, General yeah. Assembly. I'm, I'm normally standing in the back of city council meetings. <laughs> yeah. um, our, our website is ncbase.org. Okay. Um, and it, my contact information is on there. Perfect. You know, I, I, you know, I 
my phone rings frequently, text, email, smoke signal, whatever. (laughs) Um, You know, I I try to be really accessible to folks. And um, base, as an organization, we have quarterly meetings, um, normally lunchtime kind of things. I think we're going to have one in probably January um, with Jeff Bort from the airport, I think is going to be our speaker to talk about, you know, they just got $23 million from the General Assembly, you know, some of the infrastructure investments that are going on over there are awesome. Some of the commercial development that's going to happen over there. Um, you know, those big pieces of our community, we just need to continue to invest in them. Awesome. Yeah, that one, UNCW. Um, but, you know, folks want to come to a base meeting or reach out to me and chat and go have coffee or something, I'm happy to do that. Cool. Um, really just trying to focus on moving the region forward. Awesome. Well, this is my... Uh you know, you say you say something out loud to people, and then you're you're more motivated to do it. But uh, I definitely want to figure out how I can, you know, get involved and, and be a part of that. You know, from for me to learn more. You know, I, my first part would be like I need to learn a lot more before. But I, I really, you know, like everything we've talked about is, you know, somehow you know indirectly related to why I started this business. Right. You know, like entrepreneurs start businesses because they have a passion for doing something and I didn't really realize what my passion was I was just kind of like I'm definitely not going to do that so I need to figure out something new to do right and as I've started to do this I was like you know this is so cool like the impact that you have on working with small businesses and like you know what that can do for leadership in the direction of a community is is cool so. uh, and that's why i do what i do i yeah. like i genuinely like helping people and exactly you know I, I you feel good I, at the I end know of the you, day i know you y'all need to talk to, talk to each other i'll plug y'all together and go yeah, surf and when, and y'all and figure it out let yeah me <laughs> but then when that like relationship comes together and they right. do something like it's, right. it's the then, best but, feeling but then we're, we're building towards something as a community hell yeah awesome man well cheers yep thanks thank, sir yeah thanks for coming on certainly good conversation Anytime.